Off the ball's the best, number one. It's the GOAT of sports apps. Talk about the greatest of all time. Big Joe's the greatest of all time. He's the GOAT. We know it. <laughs> I, I'm going to say right. I'm the Djokovic of this scenario. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Download the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM. The Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball. Gavin Mazzuno, how are things? How are you keeping? Yeah, very good, thanks. We're here, so we're Brownstone, the Shamrock Rovers Academy. Uh, a place you'd have spent a lot of time over the years but it's a boot room initiative that we're here to discuss today so um, Michelle McPhail who's a, a wife of Steve McPhail and of course a mother of, of kids who are playing in this academy as well they've set up this initiative that allows I guess people to donate boots and um, he's one of those people that have donated I think 5,000 euro worth of, of football boots so it's it's a great way of, of allowing families I guess to save money which is such an important thing in these days especially Yeah I think for me it was a, a massive uh, it was, first of all it was a great idea from Michelle but I think it was a massive Thing that we can give back to the kids and the parents of this football club to, to release that financial burden from them. We know how uh, expensive new football boots can be and how the kids want to keep up with the newest boots and how quick you can grow as a 14, 15 year old and you know you might need two or three pairs a year. So I think this initiative not only releases that financial burden but also gives the, the kids that responsibility to be able to look after the boots when they get them, to keep them clean, keep them in good condition and then to be able to hand them on for someone else to be able to have them one day. You have a brother in the academy as well, so it's something that I guess that uh, touches base with yourself. So anytime you come back here, I guess you have the family link as well. You have your own links, um, but it's just one of those important things. You don't want finances or money to be a stumbling block for someone to be the next Gavin Bazunu, I guess. No, exactly. It's something that shouldn't have any bearing or get in the way of your development as a football player. It should be something that's uh, that's a given. So I think for for these kids to be able to have that option of you know once they look after it and uh, can make sure that it runs well, that they won't have any stumbling blocks in terms of their, their football boots. And I think this initiative is something brilliant that hopefully other clubs around the country can take uh, take on board. Uh, how does it feel when you come back here? I guess it's 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 a strange one for you because it was 2018 when you left, you were 16 when you made your first team debut here. It must bring back happy memories and yet you're still only 21. It's hard to believe that you're still so young having achieved so much in the interim period as, as well, I guess. Yeah, for me, it's it's um, it's a great feeling whenever I get to, to be here, whenever I'm home, I try to get here or to the stadium to watch games. But, you know, I'm always keeping in contact with different coaches uh, around the academy with, you know, the first team staff and players. So I always feel like I'm involved. Uh, how do you feel now that the, the club season is over? I mean, debut season with Southampton, I think you played maybe the first 32, 33 league games, which was quite incredible. Um, and then, of course, the tail end of the season was a bit more difficult after that, that three-all draw um, with Arsenal, I think it was. Um, but, but how do you assess the season as a whole? A lot of experience under your belt, I guess, is one way to look at it. Yeah, definitely a lot of experience. I think the main feeling is obviously disappointment for, for the end result of being relegated. Um, and I think that's a burden that's placed not just on me, but on the on the whole team. And I think that's uh, going to drive us uh, and give us the hunger to hopefully go in next season and get us back to where we belong. But on a personal note, I think it was a very, very good season for me to be able to get the amount of games that I was able to get, get the experience that I was able to get. And, um, you know, also to prove that I, I can play at that level. Some of my best games were against some of the top teams in the world. So for me, it was a, a proven point to me and some other people that I was capable of playing that level. You strike me as someone for your age, like remarkably head screwed on in terms of, uh, I guess, the psychological side of it. I've heard you talking before about reading, you know, Malcolm Gladwell books or psychology books. I know you were someone who was very keen to uh, to continue your education and your leaving cert journey before you kind of went over and, and, and uh, went over to England and made a career over there. Um, so how important is that aspect for you? Do you know, I guess as a goalkeeper, mentality is is huge. Yeah, definitely. I think for 
for an elite footballer you need to have all the skill sets not just uh, your technique but also your mentality and I think especially as a goalkeeper you know you know how challenging it can be of a position there's extreme highs and extreme lows so I think to, to have your head well screwed on and to be well educated in, in that that area you know that psychology is very important do you, do you pay any attention to media criticism or anything I guess every goalkeeper in, in the Premier League has to deal with it at some point is it something that you, you, you pay attention to do you read papers do you watch the t- TV coverage or do you completely just ignore it I guess I'm not the type of person that like will do either. I'm probably in the middle. I'm not someone who will will scroll and look for things. I'm not also someone who will completely, you know, abandon myself from my phone or whatever from the social media aspect because you know, especially in the Premier League, the scrutiny is so high you can't get away from it sometimes. But for me, I, I'm my own harshest critic. I know what I need to do and I know how I need to do it, and I trust the people around me to to give me the right information. So anything on the outside doesn't affect me at all. Do you still follow the Shamrock Rovers results closely? Is it, is it something that at any time on a Friday night or whatever it is, you'll open up the live score and, and flick on the results? Is it something still that's close to your heart, I guess? Yeah, but I'm never on the results because I'm watching the games. I, right. I, I haven't missed a game this season, whether it's watching it live or watching it the day after. I'm always always on on uh, on hand to get the games whenever I can, obviously, when we're not playing at the same time. But I'm always uh, keeping up and talking to some of the people around. Growing up in Fairhouse, like, were other sports on your periphery or even do you, do you look at the likes of Stephen Cluxton and Dublin GA circles or, uh, and kind of little pinpoint little things from, from his game, for example, over the years or is it just completely soccer all the way? I think probably up until the age of 13, 14, I tried my hand at every single sport there is and <laughs> even now if I get the opportunity, I love, love trying new things. But um, yeah, probably from 15 onwards, it's only, only been football. Uh, I don't know Pep Guardiola someone that, that has kept in touch with you I guess he has, he has a lot of players ex-players that he can't keep in touch with everyone but uh, that experience working with him and working with Edgerson as well uh, at Manchester City uh, what did you take away from that because that, that for a young footballer must have been eye-opening but also you, you must have learned so much yeah, it was a, it was an incredible um, period of learning for me in my career. But I think the biggest person was uh, Xavi, the, the goalkeeper coach. He was one that you know taught me a lot of the things I know today. But also one one of the people who I still keep in contact with uh, every now and again, and I get advice from. And I think he's someone that's always going to be very important in my career. Uh, the international games, of course, uh, a bit of a mixed bag in the last couple of, couple of uh, windows, but. I guess in September, the French and Dutch games. I mean, you hear the media reports that he needs he needs four points, Stephen Kenny, to keep his job. He needs two points to keep his job. But 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 I guess within the camp, you guys aren't listening to any of that. So what's the what's the reflection on on, on Stephen Kenny, Kenny's tenure so far? I heard you saying to, to one of the, the journalists before, you know, this word promising. You know, you're a young squad that have been so promising. But again, you want to get rid of that word now and just start, I guess, delivering results. Yeah, exactly. For me, Stephen has been incredible to be able to bring through the amount of players he's brought through. And, you know, at the start, everyone was talking about promising. And I think it's now time for us as players to to step up and prove that we're not just promising anymore. We are the, you know, not the finished article, but we're getting close towards it. And we're all players that are willing and ready to take the responsibility uh, to be able to go out there and get results. You'll have come up against the likes of Erling Haaland and Kevin De Bruyne uh, in Premier at Premier League level. What's uh, what's Evan Ferguson like to come up against in international break territory? I guess in training, it's good to have someone of that caliber. And there's other strikers there between uh, Ida and Parrot and all the, the rest of the lads. Uh, it must be useful for a goalkeeper to have strikers like that that you can test yourself against, even in the international windows. 
yeah definitely I think we have an abundance of, of quality uh, in the squad you can see that from training and even in, in the goalkeeping departments I think we have three incredible goalkeepers and I think all the strikers will tell you they struggled to score against us <laughs> it, it must be nice to have that competition between yourself and Quavey and Mark Travers like I guess at international level you need that competition you need lads helping each other on because at the end of the day it's number one jersey that all three of you essentially are fighting over yeah definitely I think that's that's been massive you can't uh, I can't underestimate how much those two have helped me to, to push on in my career and you know two people that um, I want to see do really well because for, for Ireland to have three young goalkeepers who are capable of playing at the top level is something really special. Uh, what, what does the next season bring for you Gavin? I mean yes Southampton it was unfortunate to get the relegation but Russell Martin has come in there's been a lot of turnover with managers but I, I, I imagine the ambition is to, to bounce straight back into the Premier League. Yeah, definitely. You know, like I said, starting back next week with the team, and you know, first idea is to go and get fit, get some preseason games in, but then get straight back into the season. And definitely, our ambition is to get Southampton back to where they belong, back in the Premier League. Can I just ask you finally, Gavin? Like your your origins as a goalkeeper, I always, you know, there's a what's the famous phrase that all goalkeepers have a certain level of craziness about them that they've ultimately got into that role in the first place. Um, even my younger brother is a goalkeeper, and a lot of them end up, I guess, pushed into goals by an older brother at some stage in their early life. Was it was it a decision on your behalf to be a goalkeeper? Was it a, a sibling that pushed you that, in that regard, or, or how did that uh, decision, if it was a decision, come about? Yeah, it was quite a late one. I was probably about twelve or thirteen right. before I finally decided I was going to be a goalkeeper. I'd played every other position on the pitch, and I just loved to play football everywhere. Uh, I got my chance to play it. I don't think I enjoyed playing in goal for the first couple of years. I did it on and off, but uh, probably around 14, 15, when I realised that it was my best position, I started to really embrace the role. Do you have a favourite save? I, I, the Cristiano Ronaldo save, I guess, is one that catapulted you into um, more international headlines. We all, of course, knew your, your talent within Ireland, but was that a save that you hold in, in highest regard? Or do you have another save that maybe stands out personally as your, your individual favourite? Um... You have too many to choose from, you see. <laughs> no, no. I think one of my favourite ones is probably the one of the uh, the one against Luxembourg yeah. uh, in the away game, and another one from from last season would have been one against Liverpool that I won't save of the month for. I think those were were two I look back on with fondness. Listen, Gavin, keep doing what you're doing. We'll, we'll follow your journey throughout, and uh, best luck. We'll catch up again, no doubt. Brilliant. Thank you very much. OTB AM, the Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball.